Love. Can you feel the love? L is for the way oh, you yeah, look. Oh, that's, that's a song. At me. O is for the only one I, I see. see. I, don't know, I don't know the rest. So very, very, very extraordinary. extraordinary. E Even more than anyone that you adore can love is all that I can to you, love is more than just a game for two. Two in love can make it. Take my heart and please don't break it. Love, I was made for me and you. Welcome back to another episode of Hot Pocket, and this is a special week because this is uh. This is Valentine's Day weekend, baby. Happy Valentine's Day from Hot Pocket. Yes, naturally, me and Tyler together. Palentine's Day. It is Palentine. Free Palentine. Free Palentine. Free Palentine. <laughs> uh, this is episode 30, what, 34? 34. 34. I'm getting up there. And so we have a love-related yeah. special for you. You know, love is in the air, so we oh, will... terrible. Yeah, it does. Musty. <laughs> we watched the Tinder Swindler just now. You're getting a very fresh reaction. Yeah. Well, we, there was some five guys in between. Yeah. Well, also, I was not expecting this goddamn documentary to be two hours. You don't think a documentary is going to be two hours long unless it's a fucking, I don't know, documentary on space and time continuum and whatnot. You no, know? but we got a documentary on the Tinder, Tinder swindler and, and Israelis. Yes. So it makes for good content. We learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think so. The way we're going to approach this is that we're going to kind of assume you've already seen it. Or yes. know the basic gist of the story, because frankly, uh, if we like recapped all of it, it would take too long. Yeah, and if you haven't seen it, go watch, go watch it. it. Two hours of your time, then come back. It's, to us. it's entertaining. Yes. All right, so let's do a quick spark notes of it. Okay. Different women go on Tinder, match with this guy named Simon Levy. Yeah. He is a CEO of Levy Diamond Company. They date him, they fall in love with him, they don't get to see him too much because he travels all over and has exorbitant expenses. Yeah. He eventually tells them, oh, oh no, my enemies are trying to kill me. Yeah. I had to freeze my credit cards, can you apply a credit card in my name because he's so charismatic. Yeah. They do it, they max out on the loans and then they never hear from him again and he yep. never pays them back. He funds his trips to see other women yeah. with the money from... The other the woman. Other women. Yeah. He has like a, a shit ton of people he's conning. In in in, a sh- in short order, he is running a Ponzi scheme. Literally. He is literally... He sets himself up as this luxurious lifestyle. He's, he's the prince of diamonds, right? That's what he says. His dad's a billionaire and whatnot. So he really does show them like a luxurious yeah. lifestyle. His entire persona is like Gucci shades, yeah. Versace shirt, P- private jets, the whole shebang. And naturally, it turns out, of course, that he is not the son of a billionaire. And so the, the premise of the documentary is about how these women get back at him. He yes. does end up getting caught by the police, but, you know, stuff happens after that. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the main characters. Yes. So there were a lot of victims of his hoodwinking. Right. But the documentary centers on three women, three specifically them, yep. three European women, which, first of all, I feel like the Tinder Swindler documentary makes a solid case that they are at the bottom of the gene pool. Yeah. European women. They don't know what they're doing. So the first woman is Cecily. Okay. Phil F J L L. H-O-Y. Yeah. So, Cecily is a hopeless romantic. She's a Norwegian girl, IT consultant, living in Great Britain. She loves Disney. 
She she loves grew up watching Beauty and the Beast. She oh wanted my, her prince. She oh wanted to God. she wanted to grow into this person and get her prince. Right. And of course, one of the things that she says, which is a major tip off, is that you know, in Beauty and the Beast, Belle saves the beast. You know, she finds a toxic man to save. Yeah. And she finds a five foot three Israeli little Jewish yeah. boy. <laughs> I can I can save you. I can save you. I can save you, you from your bitch. enemies. Yeah, and she also says some shit like, I love Dayton. Yeah, Which is a funny that. thing to say, because dating sucks. Yeah, in today's like, world, it does d- suck. D- dating, like, as a process, not, like, yeah. dating somebody you like, but just dating as a process yeah. sucks. You know, I think, I, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt on this, because I do think she's genuinely saying that I like the social aspect of it. I like getting dressed up. I like getting dolled up. I like going on dates. You know, mm. they're trying different things, meeting new people. So she swipes right on Simon. And they meet, right? Their their meeting location, five star hotel. He brings her in, and she's she even says it. She's like, when I showed up, I looked out of place because this is not what I do. They have a nice romantic meal, super rich. And I think at the end of the meal, he was like, hey, by the way, I'm going out of the country. I want you to come with me. I'm a private jet on a, on my PJ. And she's like, wow, that sounds so romantic. Right. So she's like, this is crazy, but I'm gonna do it. And her all of her friends were like, girl, what you doing? Yeah, listen, look, 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 I. I am not interested in victim blaming. Yeah. But. Listen. If you're going on a. Come on. After one date, you don't even know this dude. And he's inviting you out of the country on a private jet. Not even commercial where there's like other people around maybe. Just a straight up private jet. So she shows up. She goes, right? She's like, I'm going to do this. This is my chance at love. So then they go back to their nice hotel where whatever city they went to. I can't even remember. They hook up. They had sex. She was like, oh, it was great intimate. You know, the first night. Great, crazy. <laughs> then the very next day, he's like, you know what? Things are getting crazy. Here's the ticket. Go back home. Get out of here. <laughs> he sent her back. In. And the way they show it in the uh, in the documentary is that he gets a call from his bodyguard. Yeah. So they make it sound like, oh, he gets a very important business call. And then, yeah. and then he decides, oh, yeah, you're going to have to go. Right? Yeah. Like this busy. Fellas, this is the maneuver. If you're ever trying to get out of a long-term thing, you just want a single night of entanglement. Yeah. Estimate the time. Mm-hmm. That you're going to be engaging in coitus. <clears throat> Tell your boy, mm-hmm. dog, I need you to call me. I'm going to change your contact name to my boss <laughs> and have a very official man as a contact photo. I'm going to take it. It's going to be 2 a.m. after Green Turtle on mm-hmm. a Saturday night. After Rec Room. <laughs> and you're going to be like, oh, you got to go. I, I got to go. Yeah. This is an important. Actually, no, you got to go. You, you got to go. Actually, I think this is a good point to tell you guys about our new Hot Pocket venture. We are introducing the service exactly. So <laughs> you let us know. We will call you. And this is this is for men only. Let's make it for women, too. That's Let's true. Do more it. revenue streams. Yeah, more revenue streams. Why well, would we cut off half women, the Women, if you're just trying to get a single bit of pipe, we, we have different packages. Yeah. Either we call as your boss. Yeah. We call as your ex. Yeah. Your father. Mm-hmm. Your boyfriend. Like, or hey, honey, I'm a combination home. of all of them. Yeah. Maybe you from Alabama. Your boss, boyfriend, father, dad. <laughs> Who's from Alabama. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Cecily goes back home and they continue to text. He's like, I miss you. And he's like, I already miss you too. She falls in love. Yeah. Uh, that's another caveat. You know, you're you're falling in love with the person after one date. Well, is- look, let, let's get, the, let's get the, the golden elephant out of the room. Okay. What's the golden elephant? <laughs> I feel like there's a common thing here. Or this guy swoons you with really extravagant stuff because he's balling, right? Yep. Okay. And then all these women are saying, oh, my God, this is the best first date I've ever had. He's amazing. All right. Let's just, yeah. just pause for a second. Yeah. Is it him? Or is it, or like is it the experience The of stacks it? of cash yeah. that is getting you this nice-ass experience? Yeah. Is it 
the coffee at Starbucks or is it the experience of Starbucks? His, it's like that, you know, it's a status symbol at this point. You're holding... Wait, why are you thinking Starbucks is like the, the, the bougie thing? Because it is. Starbucks is not bougie. It's not bougie, but it's definitely a status. It's like Apple. You got an Apple iPhone, you know what I mean? You got an yeah, iPhone. But, but they're going to like five-star hotels and shit I've never even Listen, heard Listen, I'm dumbing it down oh, okay, for fair, fair my enough. Fair enough. tax bracket. Okay, Starbucks <laughs> is fancy for me. <laughs> Bro, we just went to Starbucks. <laughs> we did. Come on. Come jacked up come on Starbucks. And listen, we're not saying she's a gold digger. If Cher or I were in that situation, yeah. a rich woman takes me out. She's kind of boring, but damn, we're going jet skiing and like skydiving in in Dubai or some shit. I'm going to be like, this is the best first. She's amazing. I love this woman. Absolutely. I don't know a damn thing about her. Yeah. I had so much fun by way of her. There it is. Oh, you know what? You said something while we were watching though. Like as soon as she swiped right at him, you were like, you know what? I wouldn't do that. I want you to defend that position. That that is incredible to me. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't because I'm single. I'm on dating apps now Uh and I see some girls who are like super partying super like they're like basically the bottle service girls or like they're out like extravagant partying right that just doesn't attract me um so with his profile you literally saw like he's out like he has a whole like little private island to himself in the, in the club and bottle service and models around if i'm a if i'm a girl and i see that i'm like I don't, that's not my life i don't want to live that life i don't want a person that's like that is their personality because that dude had all that see, see, but here's the thing you said like oh if i saw a bottle girl who parties a lot i wouldn't swipe on that i hear yeah. you on that this isn't a bottle girl like imagine <laughs> the heir to dolce and gabbana is like this like 23 year old woman mm-hmm. and she has all this stuff but you know and like can go through her instagram and she has a blue check that she's verified that she's got stacks this right. is not somebody who is like spending her rent money on partying when she shouldn't be <laughs> this is somebody who's like dad is paying for her rent in like five different timeshares right i would absolutely swipe swipe right Mm-hmm. With no expectation of her swiping right back, I just want to know. You like, want to see like, did she do it? Yeah, and then I would did never I message it? her. I also think like a lot of the stuff with Cecily in terms of how romantic she is. If somebody tells me that you want to romance like the Disney movies, I'm gonna look at you and be like, your all your relationships are gonna go to shit, <laughs> probably, because you just have such unreasonable expectations of what yeah. love and what relationships are. Which are like all hard work. Yeah. So we actually discussed this too. This isn't like Cecilia's fault. This is Disney's fault. This is Disney's this fault. This is corporate America Disney's fault for feeding us young children these false love stories. Young women right? especially. Disney, you're at fault here for poor Cecilia. <laughs> Moving on to Pernilla. This is a fan favorite of uh, this household. Because Pranilla <laughs> is a dime. Listen. Um, yeah. So Pranilla, same-ish story. Meets on Tinder. Same extravagant first date. He actually flies her to Amsterdam this time. And they don't have any, like, um, physical interaction. Because he doesn't want to. Because, yeah, which it, is weird. She, she wanted to. Yeah, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, you fly actually, a really girl, good point. bro. You pick Cecily to over those women. Pernilla. Yeah. Bro, per. Okay, well, I'm gonna everyone go look this up. This is an this is an interactive podcast right now. <laughs> I want you to go on Instagram and go to Pernilla Elizabeths. That's her Instagram handle. She's a very That's attractive lady. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, very attractive, right? And he friend zoned her. Yeah. And and not not to say like Cecilia's not cute too. Cecilia was a cute. She was an attractive girl, right? She's she, cute. Yeah. But Pernilla is Pernilla's a dime. Mm. Yeah. Okay, Pranilla has the same-ish story. I love her. They stay friends, though. 
you yeah. know and they become actually good friends like they do this huge like Mykonos trip for like couple oh, weeks yeah. all no like all of summer 2018 yeah was being funded by Cecily and a bunch of other people and Pernilla yes. had no idea yeah and this entire time like uh, the guy Simon brought a Russian model girlfriend. Yeah, and Pernell was just hanging out with him and chilling with. Yeah, them. she was just like the third Bro, wheel, she but she was bad. cool with it though. She, no, she down atrocious. You yeah. know, you know, she was waiting like, "Well, Simon and the Russian are going to ask me for a threesome this time. I feel it in my bones. <laughs> I'm waiting. Yeah, I'm that's, waiting. That's one thing that I noticed throughout them throughout the documentary was there was something missing about Pernilla's story because she does also start. Taking loans and giving him exorbitant amount of money. Yeah, also. and she was also living at at with her mom at one point when she gave him like the first twenty k. Yeah, so it's like she dipped into her savings that she was going to use to move out. Move out, yeah, and but then she was also living like this extravagant life in Mykonos. I just every, the other two women, the one that they highlighted at least, had like an actual relationship with Simon. Yes, she just had like a really good friendship. Yeah. And even though in the very beginning, she said, when we went on our first date, there was definitely an attraction. Like, I thought he was attractive, but nothing happened, which kind of made it sound like she was kind of... Uh, she was waiting for it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I know, no, definitely, because she also says, uh, like, I loved him, which you could read as, I love as him a as friend. a really good friend, but yeah. I, I think you, I think it makes sense to infer it as she cared for him on a deeper level, even if she didn't fully recognize yeah. it. Like, cause I'm sorry, I would not do that. Well, frankly, I wouldn't do that for anybody. Yeah. Like any of the shit that these women did yeah. taking out. Uh, Cecily taking out a loan had for- nine creditors. She yeah, was at the, in, at the end of it. She was 250 euros in debt, which yeah. is actually like 300 something K. Yeah. My take on Pernilla is that she's a really good friend. She's a dope friend, but she needs to learn boundaries for herself to protect herself. Yeah. Yeah. And also, hit me up. Hit my line, baby. I girl. love you, Pernilla. <laughs> Jesus. This is Hot Pocket is now a Pernilla fan page. We're just now a Pernilla <laughs> fan page. White folks I work with ain't so bad. And now we got the third woman, Eileen, who was basically like the, the hero who saves the day. If y'all ever yeah. watch Dragon Ball Z, right? In every fight, all the, the main characters are fighting the, the whatever the new bad guys. Right. And they're losing. And then they go Super Saiyan. And then, well, Goku comes in out of nowhere and okay. saves the day. Eileen is Goku. Yeah. Just goaded. She's, She's goated. been going through the same shit as the other two women for much longer. Mm-hmm. And eventually, she because um, Cecilia and Pernilla started working with Finnish journalists yes. to uncover who Simon is. Yeah. And they, eventually, the story went viral and they posted it online. That, that you know got a lot of traction. Eileen found it yeah. and decided to start working with them. And she just like, you know what? I'm Even though to- the story's gone viral... Yeah. Nobody can get a hold of Simon. I'm the only one who's in contact with him. Exactly. So what I'm finna do is swindle the swindler. Oh, baby. And and what does she do? Yo, she she actually became a really good plan, right? Because he's like, hey... Um, I'm. I need money. Like, can you wire me something else? And she. It's important to note that is she's in the high fashion industry. Like, she yeah. works for someone, some like you know expensive company, luxury luxury clothing brand. So she's like, hey, I'll come to you. Why don't we sell some of your clothes for this money? And he's like, what the fuck? Great idea. And he, he thinks he's manipulating her, but she turns the tables. How the ta- how the turntables? Oh, how the turns have. So tables. she goes, lands wherever he was. Gets all of his clothes. Like, I'm talking about literally, like, every Gucci shirt, pants, shoes, glasses this man used as a facade. She she has it. She, she has his crown jewels. Yep. She yeah. has his crown, crown jewels. Comes back and starts selling it. And he's like, and he's like, okay, send me my money. And she's like, 
two more days. Like it's it's t- it's doing the same. She thing. does to him what he's been doing to every yeah, other woman. My, the way my bank account is set up is gonna take like two or three <laughs> business days. Does the same shit, and he's like flipping out at yeah. this point. He's sending hit her eight. 20 minute long voice memos He's like you wanna fuck with me You wanna fuck with me For every action There gives a reaction Baby you know I love you I'm so sorry He was like listen I acted out of character I care about you You know you're making me act crazy I do not want to act crazy You fucking bitch (laughs) (laughs) I will I will smite you with God's punishment Literally bro That's literally what he did And so eventually You know she keeps egging him on He gets fed up He's like you know what I'm gonna get a flight he gets yeah. on a flight somehow with whatever fucking money he doesn't have, and she's able to figure out from where he's going the flight number, and she forwards it to the police. And, so it's, and she had, going a, on she had one of his alias credit cards and yes. was like, he's obviously not going to fly under Simon because Simon's a popular name now. He's going to fly under David Shirov or whatever it was. He gets arrested. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. And now like he's still in jail. We got him, right? No. This man spent, he got sentenced to 13 months in jail. Mm-hmm. He did five. Let's talk about Simon some. Yeah, let's 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 get into, uh, what's our buddy's name? Shimon. It's funny that he went to Simon from Shimon. His, yeah. His real name is Shimon Yehuda Hayut. Yeah, okay, let me, let me try. Shimon Yehuda Hayut is Hayut. his birth name. Yes. In this story and in like, you know, popular culture now, he's known as Simon Lviv and he still goes by that. I think he actually legally changed his name. He did, he did. Yeah. But here's some of the other names he's gone by. (laughs) And they're all, uh, they're all very of his region, if you catch my drift. Mordecai Nissen, Michael Milton, Avraham Levy, David Sharon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, listen, if you're going to change your identity, okay, if I'm doing this, my name is Saad Mahmood. I'm pulling this con. I'm going to different women. Now I have to change my identity. I would not go from Saad Mahmood to Sadiq Abdullah Hussein <laughs> to Osama Rafiki. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rafiki the fucking bamboo from, from Lion King. Shimon was born in Israel and he moved Pat to Palestine. Brooklyn. Okay, I listen, listen. I, I will I'll bag these bitches each you. time I get. And so, as the typical Israeli does, he moved to Brooklyn, New York when he was 15. Of you course. Know, typical, typical homeland maneuver. Right. Uh, where he was accused of misusing his cousin's credit card. So, this man is already has a checkered pass. He has a long history of being a con man. So, in other words, this man is the number one Israeli in the world. Yes. He's a fraud. He's a fraud. He's a jerk. <laughs> and he shouldn't exist. In 2011, Hayat was charged with theft, forgery, and fraud for cashing stolen checks. According to reports, he stole a checkbook belonging to a family while babysitting their child and another's while working as a handyman at their home. This man, the globetrotting, <laughs> 24-7 grinder of thievery, of connery. Listen, man, there's something to be said about the hustle. Bro, I respect the hustle. The reason why he got out after five months... And the way the, the documentary says, it makes it seem like, oh, he just, it was mis, mis- justice. No, yeah. since COVID fucking happened. Yeah. Also, are we really expecting Israel to carry out justice? I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, this, and this is alleged, but because, you, know, you know, the grinding never stops, right? You know, when the vaccines start first starting getting distributed, yeah. only essential workers could get that shit, right? You mm-hmm. Ain't no random person could do that. Apparently, this man disguised himself and, and masqueraded as a medical worker to get that shit early. What do you fucking put on a white coat? That's it. And probably. And to be <laughs> fair, I feel like 
A lot of people did that. Uh, I, I did that. I, I also put myself down I as think like everybody a did that. state employee because technically I worked, my ex company was big enough to qualify. Like they were, they were, they got the exemptions to still operate while the stuff was, um, COVID was going on. So mm-hmm. they were like, you can still be open and get your workers to work. <laughs> so I was still working. Yeah, but now he uh, he started dating an Israeli model. Yeah, for a little bit, although mm-hmm. that kind of fell off. Yeah, and um, he now has a website where he gives business advice. Hmm, how the fuck is this man who defrauded about ten million dollars estimated? Yeah, how is this man out and about? getting his cash getting his check and who the fuck is paying him because he's still got like a nice lifestyle right now by the way and we found this out like during the documentary his mom and sister are like living in squalor in a single bedroom apartment yeah and he has not given anything back to them like the journalist showed up to her apartment and was like hey we're looking for shimon and she was like, he's not, that. What their last name is Hayut. And yep. he was like, he's not a Hayut anymore. He's like, a he, he literally left so long ago. I have no contact with him. So not only is it he's a fucking terrible person and he's Israeli, but he's a fucking <laughs> terrible son too. That's, that's a little redundant. Terrible uh, person and Israeli. Yeah, just pick, it's just one of the one. same. One of the on, same. Man. Israeli, I'll take Israeli. But yeah, he's a terrible son and brother too. Like this dude is the scum of the earth because... You know, I'm more hard on them, obviously, because it's really part, but also, more so, there was a point in the documentary where we genuinely felt for Cecily. Cecily started, like, breaking down and crying. She was cry- Dude, he put her through a very tough time. Like, that's, like, that's obviously she, she, manipulation. She talks about, like, thinking about, you know, killing herself. Killing on herself, the yeah. And like, she had to... She, had the mental fortitude to be like, yeah, I'm having suicidal thoughts because I'm $200,000 in debt. I'm going to fucking check myself into a psych ward. And then Aileen, the reason why she's the goat, because one, she like conned the con artist, but she told a story about how a couple years before this, she got jumped by two men walking oh, home. Oh, right, 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 and right, she, right. Like, she showed pictures, had a crazy black guy, had like bruises on her ankle and stuff. Like she was fucked up and she's traumatized from that. And so when Simon started saying, oh, oh my the, enemies, my enemies are following that. me, you might be in danger too. That like triggered her because like I, she's literally been attacked. But yeah, and now she's like even more scared. And it's all because of this little fucker. He's not a man, and he's not man enough to do this himself. He's not man enough to make his place in the world himself, so he finessed women. He could have gotten away with this. Mm -hmm. He was just so freaking exorbitant with his spending, because he would max out Cecilia's credit card in three days. Yeah. Right, and then you could have another credit card yeah, right away. You could have kept a much lower profile and keep this like gravy train going if you just didn't do that much. You could have done eighty percent of this, sixty yeah. percent of this, live a lavish lifestyle, like, manipulate women, yeah. cheat, defraud them, whatever, and you could have kept it going for much longer. The fact that this motherfucker is like walking free in Israel right now is like the, honestly the ending blue like. I, I don't know if you noticed my face, but I was like, oh, yeah, no, was I funny. was like, what the fuck, bro? And, and like, the most, and and the thing that really infuriates me is again, like he has a business yeah. consulting service now, and people are paying for him. I guarantee he's gonna have like social media jobs and stuff now. Oh, Absolutely. Simon Laviv is coming to this club or whatever, yeah, right? That's how he's gonna make it. And I brought this up to you. Um, this reminds me of Jordan Belfort. 
Mm-hmm. All right. If you guys have seen The Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort is the main character from that movie. Yeah. He's somebody who defrauded millions of people through penny stocks. Yeah. And <clears throat> also in 2014, he was um, charged with uh, another thing. With He has a hiring company yeah. that defrauded people for like about $69 million. Yeah. This is also when like the SEC was not the SEC yet. Like he was one of the main reasons why <laughs> yeah. the fucking yeah. industry, the finance industry is so heavily to an extent, I mean, air to an quotation extent. marks, yeah, it, it, so heavily regulated yeah. for the normal person. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, Jordan Belfort is a crook, a criminal. He hasn't stopped since then. Nah. Like, 2014 was not that long ago. He's, he's not going to stop, right? Yeah. He's now one of the pioneers and advocates of NFTs and crypto and all that shit, yeah. right? Every fucking uh, account mm-hmm. that talks about these things and talks about the utility and, like, oh, you got to think like an entrepreneur – they cites point, Jordan Belfort has like a, one of the a biggest, motivational speech from him, right? One of the biggest crooks in the fucking world. I, I, listen, I'm not going to mince words. Look me in the eye. None of you can look me in the eye. This is an audio format. You're a fucking mouth breather. Yeah. The the crook is telling you what to invest. The thing he's already invested in, yeah. he's going to pump and dump. He's doing the exact same thing that Simon Lviv is yeah. doing. And everyone is eating it up. Everyone's eating it up because y'all are stupid. Because everyone wants that... Get rich quick. And that's what Jordan Belfort made it from. Jordan Belfort attacked people who wanted to get rich quick. He yeah. was like, if you buy $10,000 of this penny stock, I guarantee you this the stock that's worth $0.05 cents now is going to be worth $10. You'll yeah. have $100,000. Yeah. People were like, fuck yeah, let me do it. I'm going to do it. Same thing with uh, Shimon. He pried on women that he atta- uh, attacked. Kind of did attack. Kind of. Yeah. He matched with. They wanted love. They wanted something serious. He showed it to them and then snatched it from them. You know, it's it's a it's a terrible game out there. It's the same thing with how all these celebrities right now are doing like the rounds on. Oh, I think people should get into NFTs and people quickly find out that, oh, they own that NFT. and They're just trying to sell it out and get out of it quickly. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to harp at this point too much, but like who the fuck is paying this guy? This yeah. fucking crook. Like if you if you're doing it because it's funny, that's stupid. But whatever. But if you're he doing should, it because you're legitimately going to think you're getting good advice, that's insane. Yeah, he should just hop on that cameo app where like washed up stars go yeah. and they're like, "Hey, sing happy birthday for my son. Yeah. His name is Saad." And then they're like, "Hey, Saad, how's it going?" It's like some washed up forty year old yeah. actor. Like, he should hey, do so, that. hope you're doing great, kiddo. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. One of the main themes that he kept telling the women were like, oh, shit, like my enemies are after me. That's why I can't use my credit card because they can trace it. <laughs> who the fuck are these enemies? Like in his head, who do you think these enemies Let, are? Let's bro? keep in mind what he told people. Granted, there's other personas he adopted for other people. But for the main purposes of this documentary, the three women, yes. he mostly told them, I'm Simon Laviv, son of Lev Laviv, the, the diamond. diamond yeah. And that's an actual guy, an Israeli yeah, billionaire. Yeah, they're actually like billionaires. They have... Slaves in Africa yeah. mining their dimes. And so there's this really funny part when Cecilia and him are hooking up for the first time and she notices that he has scars on his back and she starts touching them and he starts getting like, ooh, kind of uncomfortable about it. And she's like, oh no, what, what are these? And he said, <clears throat> a business deal that went bad right. in South Africa. Wasn't and he, it, didn't he say he was in jail in South Africa? Yeah, he said he was in jail in South Africa because there was a deal that went wrong and he got kidnapped for that. All right. Let's let's be realistic for a second. Let's assume the diamond story is true. He is actually like the diamond mogul. Yeah. This is South Africa and he is a diamond mogul. Mm-hmm. That means he's using slave labor. Yeah, because these are blood diamonds. One apartheid state knows another, right? Exactly. Literally. Yeah. Israel was supporting apartheid South Africa for the longest time. They, had, they were like, "Hey, I want to take a page right out of this book." If he was attacked in South Africa because of a deal that went wrong, 
I'm a side with the guys who attacked him because they were probably seriously underpaid and overexploited workers who didn't yeah. have health care. Didn't have health care. Their hands were chopped off because you didn't pick enough not diamonds. Exactly. You know what I mean, now the documentary never addresses the scars. Mm-hmm. Let's let's theory craft for a little bit. What the fuck were those scars? Because clearly they weren't from a South African diamond shit. You know what? Here's my theory. Oh, let's go. My theory is young little Shimon is uh in his in is in Palestine playing right. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's been like this crazy crook. He's been like Scarface his entire life in his head, right? He's like this big guy, but he's really like some four foot two kid. He's playing outside. Oh no playing soccer or whatever and there's another bunch of kids that are a little bit less fortunate than him on from the other side of town they come around they're the palestinians and he's like yo you can't be here get the <laughs> fuck out of here this is my gated community leave and then the palestinian kids just fuck this kid up oh i love that story that, I, that's what i want to believe that i that personally want to believe that he got his scars because he was a bitch and he got fucked up by some real people who belong to that land. Now he's too ashamed to say, like, oh, 13 Palestinian girls beat me up. <laughs> Damn, 13? <laughs> Holy shit. 13-year-old girl. 13-year-old. And he was, like, 16, 17 at this time, right? So he got he got, he got got whooped by some strong Palestinian women. Let me offer an alternative point okay. of view. But I, 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 I'm going to use yours as a jumping off point because I really like this, okay? This man's been grinding and conning his whole life, uh-huh. right? Let's say 8-year-old Shimon goes to uh the gaza strip okay right he's like you know what i'm gonna start hustling i'm gonna start i'm gonna be poor dad rich dad i'm gonna be rich young man <laughs> he dresses up as an arab oh. all right he just puts on like the, the kufia and everything because he does blackface but for like arab people right and he goes around he starts trying to uh sell a a, a peach farm you mm. can or an olive un- farm. uncle you can you can inv- oh yeah actually all the farm you can invest in this Timeshare, you could buy this piece of land, just sign this, give me this, and I'll do it. Right, he's doing that. And he collected the money, he has to sign papers, which obviously mean nothing, but he's got the shekels, right? Right. And he's going back. And then an IDF soldier sees this dark oh. skinned child with money. With money and a kufia? This He got whooped by the IDF. You know, in the in the midst of the attack. All the fucking <laughs> and all the fucking hummus that he used for like uh, <laughs> his uh darkening comes off and he it's like, oh he you're an Israeli boy. Sorry, son. Get over here, but man. But the scars have lasted with him for the rest of his life. He's too ashamed. Either way, we think the scars on Simon Lviv came from exploiting Palestinians. Yeah. And getting his comeuppance for yeah. it. But honestly, I do think that he had, like, scars from his childhood, which are just like... Ah, he was jumping on a bed and he fell and cut himself on some fucking glass. And now he's... Like, it was a big enough scar when he was a kid. Didn't heal properly. And now he's like, yeah, I got fucked up by a bear you know what i mean <laughs> like oh yeah this shit happened like now he's trying to be all tough like like look at this guy yo I, this uh, man has a chest of a 12 year old boy i i remember this is an anecdote but i remember one time a few years ago some guy i knew had a cut on like his his upper like eyebrow and he was trying to tell people he was in a bar fight this man cannot fight this man would, <laughs> this man would never be in a situation where he was in a bar fight right eventually somebody else found out because he told them directly then this person told everybody You're else like, wait a second that uh it was just like he was trying to shave his eyebrows <laughs> 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 he was just trying to shave him up or something and went terribly wrong yeah, that's exactly what happened to Shimon. Would you go on a trip with someone you just met who's like showcasing all of this? You really don't know anything about them. 
right? Would you do that? And they're rich. So they're like, they're covering everything for me, but I don't know them. I've had one date with them. Yes. Okay. Second question. Very simple follow-up question. Yes or no. Okay. Okay. Don't make a comment. Okay. Is it Pernilla? <laughs> yes. yes yes i'm i'm good I, okay. I am now a pernilla simp you know i think i think it's funny because i said this beforehand too but god damn ted bundy would have had a field day with these women bro he would have put up hall of fame numbers man imagine if like the crazy serial killers back then had like today's technology if they had tinder back in the day oh my god bro they clean up shop yeah. dude Ted, the judge who was trying Ted Bundy was like, it is a shame you're on that side because you're such a charismatic young man. And I'm like, yo, what is going on? This guy just killed four women. You know, it's crazy what Tinder can uh-huh. do, right? Maybe you want a date mm-hmm. and you don't want to get abducted and defrauded and gaslit and love bombed by some poor Israeli con man. Don't go on Tinder. Get on Hinge. Hot Pocket is sponsored by Hinge. Yes, this episode is brought to you by Bumble as well. Oh. And Salams, which is Minder now, I guess. Oh, we're, we're, just, we're just doing everything right now. Hey, we're broadening our net so we can get... Bumble some. is where the women can con the men. Yes. You approach him first. Hey, look, by the way, yes. I like the cut of your meat. <laughs> like the cut of your jib, boy. Come to the Four Seasons. <laughs> Swindle us. I would like to be swindled. You would like to be swindled. Like, the first aspect of it. Like, take me on a nice date, you know? Wait, hold on. So, you're... You, the swindling without the swindling. Yeah, I... So, I, you, I, want, the, you listen, want the date with a rich, hot listen, person. if I'm being honest, I completely forgot the definition of swindle. And now, uh, we got a... Kind of a, an issue, a dilemma here. The three women, Eileen, Cecily, and my queen, Pernilla, <laughs> have launched a GoFundMe. Yeah. Because they're all still in debt. Yes. Collectively, they have 600,000 euros in euros. debt. 800k USD. Exactly. There's a shit ton of money they have a GoFundMe right now. I think the article I read says they currently have raised 50,000. Yikes. And it can't be more than like a week old. Netflix made yeah. $4.5 billion in profit in 2021. Yes. I think 2021 or 2020? 2020. 2020. Okay. Yes, that was, but those it's, it's fucking Netflix. We all Same know they're making shit they're, money, right? They're making more money year, year on end. I have no doubt that these women were compensated to an extent. But the fact that they're launching a GoFundMe now, I guess the question is, should Netflix be paying these women mm-hmm. or paying more to at least absolve them of their debts? Right. If you're going to get a massive story and a massive numbers hitter mm-hmm. off your, their trauma, yeah. does Netflix as a company have any obligation or responsibility to pay them back? Yeah. Now, let me say my piece real quick. I think this whole notion of like corporate responsibility is fucking stupid. Corporations are not people. Right. It's unfortunate that people have to like think about it that way, but like they're not going to, they have no incentive to do that. Right. But in a better world, they would. Mm. Yeah. I I mean, I agree. I think corporate, like if corporates act as their own entity, they're like a big person, right? Like if you think about a human form. So Netflix in itself, I don't think has any kind of burden for that because Mm -hmm. they're, they're streaming, they're streaming slash production, um, platform right they put these stories out so i think there's two two ways that i looked at it from the beginning of this question one was they've put these women's stories out now these women have all the exposure people are going to donate to their gofundme like normal people even though like the billion dollar company probably should do some of that too yeah but they've put these women in position to monetize and put their story out yeah. which infinitely is going to help their situation and then they can you know switch their careers into 
IG there's, socialites, there's, right? They're there's already kind of turning into like yeah. IG influencers. We've been talking about Pernilla the whole episode. You know what I mean? So it, it, she got two new followers yes, today. Exactly. Cicely's cool too, I guess. No, nah, Cicely's nice too. But like that's the thing, right? So they've put these women in position to make better of their situation mm-hmm. after telling and they're going to make a shit ton, ton of money. Netflix yeah. is going to make a shit ton of money because this, this documentary is number one right now. As of right now, I don't know when it came out. A week or two it, ago? It was not even two weeks ago, I think. Okay, yeah. 45.8 million views. Hours viewed. Jesus That's Christ. how they go. We don't know the numbers breakdown. Won't say it, but it's number one right now. So the other opposite end of that for me is you're using their story to make so much money. Yeah. I feel like there is an obligation for you to help them. But I guess the qu- the question that I'll leave to the listeners is, is putting the story out there in exposure enough? Mm, that's tricky. You know? Because they are going to get money. They're, the GoFundMe is most likely going to hit the 800K. Yeah. Because it's a viral story and people are going to donate. Yeah. But will ne- will Netflix do it? But there's also a bunch of other victims who did not participate in this because they didn't want their names and voices and all that getting out there. Huh. And they're never going to see the light of day of this. Yeah. Because, again, collectively, the estimation is that Simon defrauded $10 million worth. Yeah. So between these three women, we have about 800000 yeah. So that's not even a tenth of it. Yeah, those are only three women that they highlighted and agreed to hop on and tell the story. Yeah. So it sucks that, like, streaming services and Hollywood and all that will cash in and make us be like, wow, that's crazy that this terrible thing happened in real life to real people. Mm-hmm. All right, what's the next uh, TV show I can binge? Right. It, it, we're, we're always in this endless cycle of, like, you know, kind of using people's horrific experiences yeah. as, like, just fodder to spend two hours. I to. think in a week or two time, this is just going to become, like, another Tiger King thing, right? What? Where Tiger King blew up. People were like, holy shit, look at this. Yeah. And then it was it's, over. it's already just going to become memefied. Yeah. Like, you when know. these are th- these women's lives who literally got destroyed. And if it wasn't for this documentary... They probably wouldn't have like turned it around, right? Like yeah. it would have been hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. Granted, they did have the viral article that went out twenty nineteen yes. first, so they they had a little bit going for them. But this is definitely going to so help. So technically, the real journalists did the work. Netflix, just the came real in. journalists from they came in just from Finland. It. Did the they did the serious work to investigate, figure this out, and help these women out? I wonder how they got compensated. I hope I hope fucking uh, because Chris, they did all Christopher Kumar got compensated. <laughs> okay, th- okay, listen. If you guys have seen the documentary, when they have the Finnish journalists out there, there's this one guy. Again, his name is Christopher Kumar. Right. It's just like the perfect fifty-fifty split yeah. of like a Nordic European and Indian man, and his face looks like it too. Yeah. It's like the most Indian fucking looking face. But, but bleached. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's it's so it's it's we had to pause the fucking documentary. We had to go back it and look so at his name. It was so funny. I'm gonna include a screen cap for him. It's really funny. Yeah. He didn't say anything funny. He just looks funny. Yeah. But they did all the work. They did and all Netflix the work. just came in, recorded. It was like we're gonna make a ton of money. So but t- like a tale as old as time. Yeah. But who knows? This is so new. Like this literally just came out less than two weeks ago. So maybe. Maybe Netflix is just waiting to get all the revenue in for it because they know that this is probably going to be like a three, four week window where they're going to make all yeah. of their money. And then they might take some of that money and help them. We don't know. We hope Netflix has the, you know, the ethical compass and moral compass to do this. But they are a American Giant corporation. Yeah, the company. Fuck they care? So I feel like and actually uh, it's past fight time yeah so we're missing fights for you we're missing fights to talk about 
Israelis. I would never have <laughs> thought. Look, listen, we're trading in this Israel for a better Israel. Yes. Israel Adesanya is fighting in about an hour and a half. Yes. So, fuck y'all. I guess let's just say our last piece. Comment. I salute the Simon Lviv for grinding harder than any man has ever ground before. I wish to be like you. I wish to be. Hey, Simon. Fuck you and your country. How about that? Like. Listen. Well, you're already listening. Follow, share, subscribe. Uh, and let us know your thoughts about this. Let us know your thoughts about... Does Netflix have the burden to help these women? What did Simon do? Would y'all go on a crazy first date with How him? did Simon get those lashes? That's the key question. <laughs> I would question. hope our brown women that are listening would not go on a crazy extravagant No, their adventure. parents would never let them. Exactly. There we go. Thank your parents. Bye, you're guys. You're not $100,000 Magic